Accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hey, hey, hey! It's horror movie talk with your friends Bryce Hansen and David Day. Hey, guys! Boy, man, you are. I took a look ahead, a little bit ahead on on your uh, on your script for the show here. You are in for a world of hurt. Oh, listen, <coughs> fucking kid! I'm a Navy SEAL and I have 300 <laughs> confirmed kills. Uh, I'm about to ban you from Facebook. Oh, you're in for it, buddy. So, uh, if you're new to the show, our website is horrormovietalk.com. Go check that out, and you'll find links to all the past episodes, as well as links to our social media where you can. Get together with other horror movie fans and discuss things about horror. Yeah. Um, we also um, post new episodes every Wednesday on a movie review, and we just released all of our episodes for our The Haunting of Bly Manor after show. So check that out if you've binged the new Netflix series by Mike Flanagan. We have an episode per episode of that show um, discussing yeah, discussing each episode. Each episode. Man, let me tell you, if you are not if if you are part of the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, then you probably uh knew about and were able to catch our Netflix party that we will have already recorded uh-huh. once we release this episode. Right. So, um that's not on us, that's on you for not being part of the uh, <laughs> Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. And uh, and we do do um, Netflix parties on the second Saturday of every month. So, you know, if you missed it, I'm sorry, but you do have to join that Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you'll be alerted to, and you'll get to vote on the movie that we uh, watch for the, our Netflix party, which I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll update you on what it was. I'm pretty I, sure it's a... Uh... Can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, you don't know. Like ready or no? It's no, not ready or not. It's not like it. wish up. No, it's not wish upon. It's like, uh, are you it's ready a- to rumble? <laughs> what is- it is a question. It's would you rather? Would you rather? Okay. Uh, so far, it's winning handily. Yeah. Uh, so, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out in the rankings as well. 
if you need to leave us a voicemail, call us at 682-253-4468. We've got a great show today. Today we're going to be... What was that? Uh, not, not, uh, nothing. Nothing. It was, was, uh, was, <laughs> was a little kookaburra. Today we'll be talking about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Must be the season of the witch. Um, <laughs> Who does that? Donovan. Oh, okay. You remember Donovan? No, I don't. No, it sounds like... Uh, he had hits such as Season of the Witch and Yellow Mellow, as Mellow well Yellow. as... <laughs> Yellow Mellow. Yellow Mellow. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we'll be listening to our voicemail in a segment we call Horror Movie. Hoa. 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 Whores. <laughs> I love the way she says it. Uh, was So, yeah. We watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And Coke was hell of a drug in the 80s. You, you're chalking this one up to Coke, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It well, that kind of feels that very like Stephen King, um, wacky Mad Lib style plotting. Plotting. Um. I. I mean. I here's. I. I knew you were going to do this. Mm. I knew you were going to be. Uh, I didn't know to the extent. Yes. I, I, you knew I was going to point out the obvious flaws in this movie. Right. But. <laughs> um. N- but more than that, you're going to get like overly hung up on them. Uh, which, Uh you know, I don't know. I mean, they did not bother me to the extent that they bothered you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, did they bother you, apparently. I'm very interested to see where you're going to go with this. Here's the trailer for Halloween 3. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, you happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask! Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Congress? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it!
season of the witch, the night no one comes home. I see what they did there. The night no one comes home instead of the night he comes home. Oh. I also like the uh, the trailer Hype Man. Yeah. That has like laryngitis or something. Halloween. <laughs> Trick or treat. I really like the premise for this one, which oh. is... I, I really do, which is... Um, Explain to me the premise of this one. Well, I, I shouldn't say. I should say the um, uh, the inspiration for the direction that this movie took. I like the that. concept. Yeah, um, which is this was eighty two, uh-huh. I think, and so slashers hadn't invented the trope of like you kill the bad guy and then he just comes back the next movie, uh-huh. right? So they had killed Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and he can't come back. He can't come back after that so here's the franchise question mark (laughs) right like yeah i mean here it is it continues i think originally john carpenter wanted halloween to be a franchise that just had a movie based around halloween the holiday Mm -hmm. yeah and the first one was so successful that and they left a cliffhanger that they're like forced them to like of course you gotta do halloween 2 with michael myers right and At and least. it continues the night um, of of Michael Myers in right. Haddonfield, and then uh, and John Carpenter him. gets to do you know his other movie uh, for Halloween three and try to kick off this kind of anthology concept. And wow, what what a bunch of weird decisions were made for that. If you really wanted to kick off the fran- a franchise like that... To be clear, though, the writer and director for this is Tommy Lee Wallace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to do that, this third movie would have had to be the absolute best movie for it to be pulled off. For people to be like, yes, I want more of that. Like, mm. this, is, this is not just like Michael Myers. This is a stamp of quality. Have you seen Trick or Treat? Mm-mm. Halloween three would have would the would have done well if it had been more like Trick or Treat, yeah. Which is it would it would have been able to kick off the concept of just a Halloween themed movie. Um, but we do have a big long blog about this that uh, that Keith Keith, wrote, yeah. Keith Harris wrote for us, and uh, and it discusses kind of the how he enjoys Halloween three, and also like the wasted concept of basically mm-hmm. like you know exactly what you're talking about yeah so i have a couple questions for you david i mm. have a couple questions throughout this entire episode oh um, i do too for sure um so the film franchise halloween mm. what do you immediately think of M- michael myers oh okay well what what do you think of when you think of witches oh um so like uh, bubbling cauldron and you know like um like uh old decrepit lady kind of oh well well none of that is in this movie oh uh halloween three season of the witch is a mystery wrapped in a riddle wrapped in an enigma inside a dumpster fire <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird weird movie it involves a murder-suicide at a hospital uh, that sets off the attending doctor to investigate the crime, as, you know, doctors are wont to do. Yeah, the, 
the, yeah, the, the <clears throat> crime scene right. doctor, right. investigator doctor. Right. Um, well, it wasn't even, yeah. Uh, stuff <laughs> happens that involves the Irish, Stonehenge, Halloween masks, laser technology, and, <laughs> oh, laser technology that turns heads into rotten bugs slash snake infested fruit and robots. Right. Right. I mean, I've, I, that was obviously gonna... when you hear Halloween season of the witch, like you going in sight unseen, like that's well, that w- everything that you would expect. That right? was going to be the second thing. I mean, if you had let me continue. <laughs> oh, right. Right. <laughs> So, I hear a lot of talk about how Halloween 3 is an underrated gem, and that, you know, it was just misunderstood, that there's all this backlash about not having Michael Myers in it, um, and it skewed the opinion of the film. The reality is, the critics got it right the first time. This film is not underrated. It is rated. It's bad. I disagree. It's, it's I don't, real bad. I don't believe it's real bad. And I don't... I... I, I <clears throat> I'm real interested to hear why you think it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, go. I mean, you could continue. Um, this film feels like a series of poor decisions, and I assume plentiful cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Uh, the characters in this film are the exact same type of one-dimensional fodder of slasher films, but instead of like getting the satisfaction of seeing them slashed, um, instead... Uh, we get Season of the Witch, which tries to weave a complex mystery to sustain interest. However, instead of an intriguing mystery, we get a wacky Mad Libs plot of completely incongruous and random concepts. Yeah. It's... You're not wrong about any of that. Right. Yeah. It's it's a hodgepodge. It's wacky. It's zany. This is like the exact feeling of a film by committee and and the story behind it is (laughs) like so the director writer wrote a script and it had a real comedic bent i feel yeah and and it was like going to be a real play on you know right what's going on and the ridiculousness maybe all this movie needed to make you happy and i'm not joking about this is Muppets popping up and being and like ha 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 like the old man Muppets being like oh that's so stupid ha 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 that's all it needs it, it it's like just a just a moment away from a mystery science theater um, well yeah because it's it's fun to make fun of bad movies right that's the whole if you want to watch a bad movie to make fun of this is a great choice like this is like MST3K could have a field day on this movie. Um well, yeah. Yes, but no, because the acting isn't terrible. The acting is actually okay. Um I, the my my uh what are you giving this? Um I give it, you know, a 2 out of 10. Oh, it's just barely above a 1 and the reason why I give it a 2 and not a 1 is that this is the exact type of plot that would be in like a full moon production. You didn't this, you didn't even have any fun watching this. I mean, there is moments, but like it's not it wasn't enjoyable. It was like okay, well, it ripped a head off. I could easily see going back and watching this again. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I I get it. Like it would be fun to watch with other people. Like I for personal enjoyment, no, nah, not at all. Awesome. But like, so like, 
literally this feels like the same kind of plot as like the terrible straight to video like <laughs> not enough thought was put into whether this makes sense for the audience it's that film that should have a budget of like $50,000 but this is like a big budget high value production and that gets it up to a two <laughs> yeah i well yeah you're not wrong about that uh i think i i would disagree with the two uh, okay well let's let's start off my defense of halloween uh-huh. three season of the witch by saying i uh i do not dislike the halloween franchise hmm. i think it's a fine franchise <laughs> i think everyone who likes it totally sane not scary individuals at all they're not. Thank you. Uh, they're not uh, unstable. They're not unreasonable. They're very reasonable people, uh, and um, and they're definitely the least scary of all the slasher fanatic <laughs> fans, uh, and the most reasonable. So, with that, um, uh, let's burn Bryce on a cross. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> So, Halloween 3... Are you giving this a higher rating because you're afraid of the no, Halloween fans? No, I'm not. Fans? I'm, I'm giving this... Because I think they'd be on my side on this one. I think, I think I'm... I, I had a much better time with this because for the same reason that I had a good time with Sleepaway Camp, which is, it's it just felt like campy fun to me. Like, it was... Like, like it made vague sense... <laughs> And that was enough. Uh Like, it didn't, it really, at a certain, once the laser shot out of that lady's mouth, I was like, I'm on board. All right, let's go. Like, like that was. Well, it shot into her mouth, not out of her mouth. I couldn't tell. It was very, lasers are the speed of light. So Uh it's it's hard to know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it, it was just, it just felt so fun and easy and like. Like, what the heck is going to happen next? I couldn't pin it down at any point. It, it was just a... Well, it, yes, it has that going for it. It was just a... It just felt like a fun movie. I, I, you know, it was like, this isn't supposed to make sense. This is just, just supposed to fucking have mm. a fun ride. And, okay. And I did. And and just like Sleepaway Camp, uh, I I kind of feel like this fits in this this delicate, like kind of precious knit niche of of like real campy 80s um uh, just kind of slasher fodder kind of like it's it just falls in this very forgotten place that we can no longer access you can't find basket case any more of those mm-hmm. you can't find any more sleepaway camps right and i don't think you'll ever be able to find any more halloween three season of the witches and for good reason and bad reason <laughs> you know this is a it's a it's an interesting movie that i mean is fun it does not make any sense at all and i can't defend its its sense making mm-hmm. uh and i can't defend any of the plot devices that it used to get to where it is except to say eh, it's just i mean it's a cool concept you know mm-hmm. I, I, yeah the concept you're talking about like the anthology concept or are you talking about the like well, actual the, concept of well this the anthology movie? concept is cool <laughs> yes and then also the concept of the movie 
<laughs> which is which is which is uh why first of all why does he want to kill all the kids yeah <laughs> but like i and love even, it he even says in the movie like because witchy shit why you might be asking yourself why <laughs> And the answer is, and then he just walks out the door. Yeah, fuck you. The answer is literally fuck you. Um, yeah, it was every part of it. I was like, okay, so he's killing his whole base. Like he's got a good, successful. He's got a really successful business model. Sell lots of these fucking masks, and then he's gonna kill everybody who buys them. This is his market. Oh, spoilers. Um, so what's your score? You keep uh, oh yeah circling around and I uh, I see where you commit. I throw this into a a solid six. Wow, I, I yeah it's uh, I would say I would say a um, high five, mm, low six. Yeah, hmm. It because it really does hit that exact. It really has to do. With being in that little delicate niche of like corny but fun 80s, um, kind of tucked away egg, you know? Yeah. It never got there with me. Mm. I was just more just like watching it, you know, like a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, or, you know, like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, I mean, all of those were uh, use the example of Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Sleepaway Camp, oh, which I, I'm on the board. Like, those are ten out of ten for me. Like, I absolutely love those, but also they were they were complete. Silent movies. Night, Deadly Night, made almost made too much sense. Yeah, it almost got itself out of. <laughs> no, I mean that was like a. I mean Jesus, I mean that's like a. That's like a masterclass in yeah, and like plot development and right. stuff. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Like it's pretty consistent too. Like there's not. It's very simple too. Like well, both it, of those. But, both but of you're trying. You're you're trying to com- you're trying to like make you're trying to like pigeonhole me into this like yeah. But those made sense. But that no, doesn't. I'm, I'm not, I, I get it. it like I yeah. The the feeling that you got from them was similar, right. and I just yeah, did yeah. not have that anywhere close to that same feeling. I love that feeling yeah. that you're talking about, and I wish I could have had it in this movie. Uh-huh. There were some moments where I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> like yeah there, there's lots of moments like that but it's put together in a package that just like is it's just not enjoyable to me yeah it, you're absolutely right when you say it's has such a high budget that it like it fools you like um i don't know i can't remember i think it's called galaxy of terror there are these there are these like real low budget like horror movies from the 80s and regular movies from uh-huh. the 70s and 80s that just skate <laughs> above the MST3K yeah. um radar and uh and this is this is right there with them except it had a huge budget yeah i mean i could literally see this script being written and shot by like a just out of high school group of friends yeah that haven't committed to going into film school right you know yeah <clears throat> okay so i give it a 2 you give it a high five um sure so before we get into spoilers let's just bring to your attention a couple things first of all we have the after show series for the haunting of bly manor check that out on our website 
HorrorMovieTalk.com. Also, if you love our show and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to join our Patreon and get access to Patreon patron-exclusive content such as the Afterpod, where we leave the mics running and shoot the shit, as well as, you know, exclusive access to us and you know, drops and all that stuff and getting to vote on movies hot that we sh- review. Hot shit. Yeah, you guys uh, should also check out our, our Horror Movie Talk shop over at HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop where you can buy hot... Everybody who's bought one of those shirts is astonished by the the incredible high quality, the mm-hmm. thickness of these... The tasteful thickness of it. The tasteful thickness of these shirts. And, uh, yeah, the the, um, the screen printing on them is... Top notch too. Also, we got a bunch of stickers that were uh, designed by our hard fucking artist Dustin Goble. Um, mm-hmm. And if you buy any of those stickers that he designed, uh, then you know, you know you'll be helping him out too because we send him commissions for those. Yeah, I mean you can buy a shirt because you're a fan of the show, but you can also buy a shirt because that because our logo by Dustin is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a, like it's badass. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Dustin, you can support him by going to Instagram and following him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Um, he takes commissions, so you can check out what he's done before and uh, and uh, ask him to do cool art for you. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at 682-253-4468. And with that, thanks for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? Must be spoilers of the witch. (laughs) Was that a little Frankie McDonald action going on? (laughs) No, I was trying to do this. Must be the season of the week. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, yeah. So let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Man, I I gotta pull up the IMDb because did you see the synopsis that's on IMDb? Uh, yeah, I did. I almost wanted to just copy paste it because yeah, well, it was it was perfect. So while you're while you're looking that up, do you realize uh, the director and writer of this? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace uh, also directed the TV miniseries It. Oh really? No, I thought that was uh, Mark Garrigo. Mark, um, whatever his name is. Mm, Are you sure? It's got him as a director on it. Let's see here. Let's go to It. Yeah, so it's got him as as director. Huh. Uh, there could be, you know, multiple directors on that. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah. Which huh. which made about as much sense as this movie. <laughs> well, it the that miniseries followed the book. Well, I mean, to like, be completely. fair, it was also fueled by cocaine and Stephen King. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, this is the synopsis on IMDb that was submitted by a user, and I almost just copy pasted it because it just. Really sums it all up. Do it. 
An apparent murder-suicide in a hospital emergency room leads an investigation by the on-call doctor, which reveals a plot by an insane toy maker to kill as many people as possible during Halloween through an ancient Celtic ritual involving a stolen stolen boulder from Stonehenge and Halloween masks. <laughs> I know. I don't know how like, they... There's no way you can write a synopsis of this movie in one sentence. Like, I... with, like, any other movie, like, you can have the elevator pitch of, like... It's this movie, but set here, you know, or it's like, yeah, you know, what would you do if blah, blah, blah. The, like, this is just, you can't, you can't sum up Halloween three season of the witch. Yeah. It's a run on <laughs> sentence that a little kid told his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then there's, uh, um, you know, Stonehenge, we learned about Stonehenge and there's one, a big rock and that's why they did it. Right. Wait, there was a rock. Yeah, there's a big, there's a big rock. And, um, and the scientists at the rock, and they're trying to figure it out. What's the rock got to do with anything? It's the, it's from Stonehenge. It's the one that, where it came from. What? Uh, <laughs> What's happening? So, yeah, <laughs> I think the history of this movie. So I, I almost, I almost went into it before. So, uh, what's his name? So Tommy Lee Wallace wrote the script, and then John Carpenter gave it like a bunch of notes and did a rewrite. Okay, and then Tommy Lee. I bet. I bet he was, was like, he was like, what the fuck is this? And then Tommy Lee was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna include like many of those. And John Carpenter was kind of surprised. Looks at him asconce, and then, and then during the filming, the producer, which was Italian, I think, Tommy Lee said he didn't think he understood the script or the comedy in it, and so he tried to wedge in a bunch of other stuff. And when you hear this type of like behind the scenes storyline, like the the thing you immediately go to is like oh it could have been such a good movie except all these people interfered and i think in this case it was never good like yeah. there's like there's kind of a another storyline of like no it was actually real bad and people were trying to fix it but it was unfixable yeah i don't think this ever happened to ari aster Right, <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think he ever was like he started with uh, some bones that were just a little off, yeah. and then uh, and then you know he was able to punch it up into something you know great. Right? <laughs> no, it was started off great, and uh, it'd be great if like Ari Aster and, and Hereditary, the first draft like also included like the um, like a giant head from Easter Island. And, and like uh, a trifecta of Halloween masks and like, uh, I don't know, like a bowl of fruit that was very significant. Yeah. And then someone came in and was like, why don't you just take out the Easter Island heads and the bowl of fruit? Oh, like, it's just... a great movie now. Yeah. Thank I knew I had something extra in there. I, I, yeah, I don't think that ever happened to him. Right. I'm be honest with yeah. you. And, uh. Yeah, the the scrambling really shows in this movie because it's just all over the place. Um, it starts out 
just like the other two Halloween movies did in the intro credits, focusing on the jack-o'-lantern, but this time it's high-tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, kind of high-tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, high-tech for 82. It said something in the in the the trivia that it took like four weeks from conception to completion to do that intro. Wow. It's just, man, it must have been real hard to do stuff on computers back then. Oh, man. Because literally just writing lines and then taking away. Just pushing them. Very, very, very basic jack-o'-lantern. You got back with those, uh, with those old two-button keyboards where you just had a one and a zero. Yeah. (laughs) One, zero, one, 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 zero, one, one. Yeah. Trying to build (laughs) shit out of ones and zeros. Yeah. So it's, uh, kind of tries to maintain some kind of line of, of, uh, association with the original two Halloweens. Yeah. And then it immediately stops because we don't even, we're not even in in Haddonfield. We're not even in the East Coast. Yeah, we're we're in California. We're in Northern California. And that's, I think, as specific as it gets. And it starts in in a hospital. And then I was like, before I realized, like, oh, wait, Haddonfield is in the, in the East, in New Jersey. I was like, no, is that the same? No, Haddonfield is in Illinois. Stupid. It is? I thought it was New Jersey. Well, I mean, where Halloween takes place is in Illinois. Are you sure? All right. We got to check. No, we're not clapping. We're not clapping this out. You're going to, you're facing the ire of the horrible, of the horrible fans. Oh, wow. Haddonfield, Illinois. Wow. I thought, I swear that I saw New Jersey. No, you're thinking of Camp, Camp Crystal Lake. God. So I found out a an interesting an interesting little tidbit about Halloween three uh season of the witch because I remembered you said Northern California is as specific as it gets, but no, they do give a town, Santa Mira. Um which is where uh this oh yeah Irish <laughs> Irish factory is. Right. Uh or is uh you know, whatever this this yeah. factory is. But so when looking I was like, is Santa Mira a town? I don't think it is. In real life, it's not in real life, but interestingly enough, Santa Mira, California is the name of a fictional California town in the following science fiction or horror works. And then it lists a million of them. So we got Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1956, uh, in uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Fanta- uh, oh, Phantoms novel, uh, Airwolf, which is a TV series, <laughs> Memoirs of an Invisible Man, um, let's see here, Dark Tower... Uh, seven, uh, Ben Ten, Alien Force, so a cartoon series set in two thousand eight. Uh, even Sharknado Two. So Santa Mira is just a fictional California town that everybody uses. Isn't? Wouldn't that in Spanish be Saint Look? I don't isn't, know. Isn't Mira Look? Maybe. Um. Anyways, it's in all the Sharknado. So films. it starts there, and then it goes to. Immediately to Robot Strangler. Right. There's a there's a chase, and then guys like on his back being strangled, and then he he gets a car to run over it, and you find out like it's a robot. Yeah, the car pinches the other. Yeah, it's, there's a little bit of a pince, pincer effect, <clears throat> and the and the robot gets well, he gets all gooped up. Yeah, uh, and then the. the that's the first question is like why are robots in this movie like at all like well, what what is that point, add? at this point it's just intriguing right <laughs> yeah um <laughs> and then 
as the guy that was getting strangled runs away, he gets to a gas station is like frantic. And we see the first instance of this most annoying ad in the world yeah. for Silver Shamrock Halloween masks. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, let me... I think that happens like six times in the movie, just like this. And they show the full thing. It's not just like in the distance or anything. It's like, we're going to make you watch this fucking commercial because you're going to experience what brainwashing feels like. It couldn't be any less ominous either. Like, it's about as, as goofy as you can get. Yeah. And... Yeah, it doesn't do a lot for the ambiance of the spookiness of the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, and I love, like, how constructed it is that, like, the kids just love it. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to sit in front of this. And then you, you assume, like, oh, well, this is, like, brainwashing the kids or has a hidden message. Like, no, it doesn't. They punk. just really like this commercial and and uh, and it sets off the course of a <laughs> sets off the trigger. It's the trigger for the ultimate happening of the movie. I just can't figure out why he's got this big, successful business selling masks and he's doing so well. And then he kills his target market. Yeah. Also, I love that. It's like all the rage, like everyone's on board for, for these masks. And there's three different masks. Like, well, look, this is, this is back in the early eighties. Things were not ubiquitous like they are now. I'm pretty sure you could find more than just three masks back in the 80s. Well, sure, but, I mean, okay, so this is actually, in my opinion, a good move on the the creator of the movie, the, the, which is, you know, make some iconic things. You can't have a million different looking masks all over the place. You got, and first of all, these are, in my opinion, I'd be happy to have one of these masks. I like the look of them. Sure. Yeah, they're they're cool and they're like iconic. It's the There's the witch. The witch and the, the pumpkin and skeleton. The skeleton. And the rest. <clears throat> um Um but I'd be could, happy to have any one of those masks. I think like it was limited by the production cost, like cause you gotta make a bunch of those masks. Well like, sure it gotta, was sure it was limited by the production but also like now they're kind of iconic in you know, in in the way if there was just a million different masks, then it wouldn't be terribly noteworthy. But there's a pretty good-looking pumpkin. There's a pretty good-looking skeleton. Pretty good-looking witch. But at the end of the movie, it says that they have like a 44% penetration. So they literally own half yeah. of the market the mask of market. Halloween masks with three masks. Just like, kids love them. And it's like, why do they love them? Because they need to for this movie, so shut up. Why? Why? why, why? I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not. This is. I know I'm not like trying to nitpick, but this is like something that jumped out at me. Is like what? Why is everyone on board with these three masks? They're they're all they're iconic, but they're also super boring. Were you born in '82? Yeah. So you didn't. Did you have one of these masks? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was a baby. So I. I can't imagine that they're anyways. Uh, but it's it's very important that every kid is bought into to love these masks. Forty four percent, and, and by all appearances, they do. Um, 
it jumps to the uh, hospital where the the victim of the strangler is taken by the gas station attendant, and he is kind of going crazy. Crazy! He, he sees the ad on the TV as he's being wheeled down the aisle, and he's like, "We're all gonna die. You're, we're doomed, doomed. I tell you." Huh. And uh, the doctor's ears perks up, and he's like, "Hmm, doomed, huh?" Doomed, and, you say? And then, um, a very jollo, jollo killer appears at the hospital, like full on, like leather, black gloves. And like the like a very Italian shot of him walking down the hallway in a hospital. Yeah. And that feels like this is definitely tacked on by that Italian producer. He's yeah. like, hey, we need the more. The leather gloves. We need the more leather gloves. He got to strangle him with the leather gloves. <laughs> How is this a horror movie without a strangler with the leather gloves? Where are all the pepperoncinis? <laughs> So, the, the balsamic vinegar. <laughs> so, couple was it a couple people? Hey, or? fuck your mother! <laughs> All right, I like this. This is fun. Uh-huh. So, they come into the guy's hospital room <laughs> and describe what describe how they killed him. Well. It's the old Vulcan nose pinch, right? <laughs> they gave him a hasty nose job. Yeah. It, so basically, like, reached inside his eyes and around. First, at first, it's it's the old the old switcheroo, because you think, oh, you're going to poke his eyes out. They're going mm-hmm. for the eyes. Uh-huh. And then instead of, like, continuing to push into the eye sockets, they just pinch, the, pinch, at, pinch at the bridge of the nose through the eye sockets and, like, pull his... Pull his nose bridge up, mm-hmm. kind of, and they the just end. rip, they break his nose bridge, something off. Yeah, they pinch him up, and then the, like later they, <laughs> it's so confusing. Like, why did they do that, or what exactly did they do, other than just crush his head, kind of? And nurse is like, yeah, they just they ripped his skull apart. It's like okay, um, <laughs> so. That is like the impetus for this whole movie is this murder happens and then they follow out the murderer and he promptly gets in a car and douses himself in gasoline and explodes himself. Badass. Yeah. Um, Another like pretty obvious robot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's and it's weird because because while we're sifting through the ashes of this crash, we can't find any body parts right it's just it just seems like there's a bunch of just gears and robotic things well yeah that's that's at the end when they figure it out um the okay at this point if you had not finished the movie what would you assume the plot of this movie would be Mm. it's hard to say because you got masks in there you got robots Uh you got a really annoying commercial yeah you got an annoying commercial so I was going... Yeah, please tell me. I was going, this commercial hypnotizes kids or people or has a hidden message and there's a trigger that turns them into robots and to, to do the bidding of someone. Bryce, that's, Bryce, that's insane. Y- yeah. You can't turn into a robot. 
So, right. What the fuck is the matter with you? Uh, it wasn't. So that's not what it was. <laughs> um, the doctor. You would make a terrible movie maker guy. The <laughs> hey, why don't we put some uh, like where's the mention of the Leaning Tower of Pisa in this? I need the, some pipes to go down. <laughs> so this sets off the doctor to investigate because he meets the the guy's the victim's daughter, and she's kind of hanging around I was like. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, but she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. God damn. I love... <laughs> so he's, like, recently divorced. We see, like, him going home and his his ex-wife... She, see, I didn't no, even... I, I didn't even no, understand. Why would you... Of course he divorced her. I don't, she's I, such a bitch. <laughs> Actually, I think most of her interactions were perfectly reasonable for this guy. He was, like, gigantic asshole. Um, you know... Because he'd just prefer to get his dick wet at any given moment than, you know, be considerate to his children. Uh, he brought him masks. And she's sure. like, oh, I already got a mask, you dummy. Nice try next time, idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's like, uh... She's like... This is not the first argument or the first thing that's weighing on this relationship. It's like or, waves on a beach, man. She just like, takes a little more every time. Oh, nice, Ron. Oh, not. Oh, what? I can't sneeze. <laughs> I sneezed. What? I can't sneeze. Uh, so she just takes. She ever. She's like the ocean, and he's like the shore. The sand on the shore. Every time, every time she talks, it just takes a little bit more of him out to sea. Sure. <laughs> so that's happening, and uh, but one thing is made very clear that this protagonist fucks. Yeah, like, well, every woman that interacts with him is like, eh, eh, so <laughs> is a very. He, I mean, he's like a knockoff Richard Bronson kind of guy. Sure, I haven't seen any Richard Bronson movies. <sighs> is, are you talking about Charles Bronson? Charles Bronson. I haven't seen any Charles Bronson. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, Let's move on. Are you talking about Richard Branson or Charles Branson? Bronson? <laughs> <laughs> it's the love child of Charles Bronson and Richard Branson. Branson. Bron- Branson. <laughs> he is a gritty vigilante that um, uh, flies to the moon. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, uh, it's like Ben or something. Something dumb. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Yeah, Dan. Dan. So Dan the doctor. Dan the doctor man um, goes off with the victim's daughter. And <laughs> he's like calling ahead to his ex-wife explaining like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do the thing that I said I did. And she's like, what? what? Where are you going? And I love he's like. No, I can't remember the name of the name of the hotel. I gotta go. It's like just not even, just like fuck you. It's like you don't remember the name of the hotel. Like, is that really that hard to remember or just look? Why is that? Why is this like? I mean, it's just it's just such a it's such an off of the cuff thing to where this relationship is so weird in the movie that he has. He's on the he's on the phone with her at a uh, at a. 
a public telephone, you know, what do you, what do you call those things? A, tel- a little uh, payphone? Payphone, thank you. Uh, and and he's got his six-pack of Miller High Life on top of the payphone. And he's like, bitch, I, I got I to gotta go. There's a fucking girl in the car. I got go, a six-pack. We're going to a hotel. I can't fucking remember the name of it. I don't want you calling there. <laughs> so, um, he goes to this city, Santa Mira, with this girl. And, you know, as they're driving there, he's just recounting the entire history of this city, which is also like this drew me out of like, okay, this is such a movie thing. Like who who's driving to just a location like we're going they're going to a factory or they're going to the last place her father went that they know of and. He takes it upon himself to recount the history of this town back to, like, the 19th century. Okay. Like, back in 1864, this city was founded by the Irish, and it was blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? Okay. Like, the only reason that anyone would be doing this is if they're in a movie and recounting information for the audience. Well, I don't know. It just feels so weird. I mean, I've lived here for uh-huh. a long time. And I know a lot about, for example, like the history of, of a town that's very nearby here, Battleground. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will go, well, that's a different and interesting name. Battleground. Why? Why is it named Battleground? Well, funny you should ask. Like, right. I could do that. <laughs> I could be like, uh, so I don't know. It, it made sense to me. And frankly, it made me worried about those fucking shifty Irishmen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I get it. Like when you're local, you you talk about the stories of yeah. the towns, but I don't know. It just feel like it feels like you did research. Like he went to the, he stopped by the library before they went on this road trip just to make sure. Like I know we're trying to find out where this guy last was in his last location, but should we really know that? Should we really get down and dirty into the history of where we're going? Dude, like, see, this is this is the different. I, I like for me, I can think of three or four guys from around here that do this shit to me all the time. Okay, it's annoying. Like, okay, so the guy who my dad originally bought his nursery from, named Shorty. Oh mm-hmm. my god, dude. This guy does that. Does this shit like oh, it's in spades? He's, he never stops. And then he gives you candy for remembering little pieces of his story. Mm-hmm. He'd, be, he'd be like, "You want a hard candy? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> what was the thing I said about this bullshit?" And you're like, "Oh, fuck oh you, dude. I don't care at all about your hard candy." So. Um, <clears throat> So they arrive in the town. There's a bunch of high-tech security cameras. <laughs> I love, like, the high-tech in the 80s. It's like, I realize, like, oh, that's a big deal yeah. to have, like, a camera. Uh, not just a camera, but a camera with a servo mount that mm-hmm. that it, it, <laughs> that turns incredibly slowly and with th- the pitch of a thousand birds screeching <laughs> at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real subtle. So they get to this um, town, and they check into this motel, and a crew of characters show up all at the same time. So there's the RV full of ugly Americans. Right. There's a... What's his name? Buddy? 
<laughs> Buddy and Buddy Jr. and his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Kupfer. And uh, Buddy... So the, the reason for this town really is this, this factory that makes masks. The mask Or factory. toys. And uh, Buddy is their like, number one salesman in the U.S. And so he's coming and getting a tour of the factory with his family. Um, another <laughs> lady that was just like coming to pick up an order or something. Yeah. Like she has a toy shop in San Francisco. And she's like, hey, yeah, get in touch with me. Let's stop by, complete stranger. Uh, come see my toy store. It was a simpler time. Okay. Um, and then it's just very obvious, like, okay, well, these people are here to be killed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they find out that, yes, her father did stay at this hotel. Uh, his name was in the register. Yeah. And Which we had to sneak away to find out. Um. And then there's this drunk that comes up to Dan. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill that fucking dude. I hate Cochran. He's such a cock. And then, and then he pretty much immediately gets killed. Uh, but which and begs probably, the question: How did he make it so far? Right. It, like he's, he's the town drunk. He not only is he the town drunk, but he's clearly been spouting shit about Cochran for a long right, time. Right, because he's just talking to a complete stranger. Right about it, and then so robot men come and rip his head off, which is probably one of the best deaths in the movie. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, the fountain of blood shooting out of the stump, <laughs> and they're just like completely like uh, don't care. They yeah. just walk off. The all I will say this: all the robots had a very Michael Myers esque. Right. Uh, affect. Yeah. Um, I think originally the idea was that all of those robot henchmen were going to have red hair, which would have been great. They, oh, sh- they should have done that. Should all be Irishmen. Should have all looked like Conan O'Brien. Um, they go to the factory. Well, no, that's before that happens. The woman that they meet is fiddling around with a mask. And the insignia falls off. Yeah, like the little the little outer the shell. medallion. Yeah, the little medallion part of the insignia. And uh, she is investigating it, and there's like a microchip. Yeah. And then when you ever see a microchip, you just start poking at it. Yeah. Poking at it with a, I don't know, hairpin or something? I can't yeah. remember what she was doing. Well, you don't want to do that because of the misfires. And then, zap! That was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. At that point, by the way, I was like, well, I love it. Yeah. This is great. Uh, I like your next note here, which is this whole movie is spent explaining what the movie is about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, I mean, you could just say that and you'd. I mean, that's uh, that might not be fair, because isn't that really what a mystery is? Like any that's mystery true. movie is explaining the mystery. That that Yeah, that's true. But. But there's a lot of unnecessary mystery within yes. this movie. There's yeah. just extraneous mystery all over the place. There's lots of like uh, why robots sidebars. I and, still don't know why. Yeah, I, they never. <laughs> there's never an attempt to explain the robots. So explain what happens to the woman after she gets zapped by the microchip. Oh yeah, so like a uh, a, a crew of robot henchmen uh, show up. And oh no, I mean I'm just saying like how did she die? Like, what did it look like when she... I can't... Basically, ex- her, her head kind of melted? exploded or melted, yeah, and was, then there was a bunch of bugs that came out. Yeah, bugs. Yeah, the bugs came out. And then the bugs came at me. Yeah, um, yeah that was... 
strange. I don't know why the bugs uh-huh. happened. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. Uh-huh. I don't know why the robots... From the laser. The laser made the robots. <laughs> I mean... I had this, it set to bugs. This is the 80s, and lasers weren't really understood. Oh, right. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, no, it's it's following Star Trek logic. You know, set your phasers to stun, kill, mm. bugs. Set your phaser to bugs, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the robot henchmen show up, and they there's, like, a cleanup crew, and Cochran is shows up to he's like what's going on and they're like misfire he's like god damn it and dan is like hey i'm a doctor i can help and it's like no worries we got the best facilities back at our factory for masks mask factory medical facilities and they whisker away for bug face lasers (laughs) and yeah dan is only more intrigued um one of the most interesting parts of this movie is the relationship between Dan and the girl, the the victim's daughter. Uh, we'll just say. call her Sabrina. I think it's Ellie. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. Yeah, eat it, Sabrina. And eat it, she does. It's Ellie Grimbridge is the character's name. I love her. <clears throat> yeah, she's she's great. Um, they fuck. <laughs> they fuck. Uh, Boy, do they. I love that. My wife was just reading the... the, the uh, the captions and he, she laughed out loud at the at the line of like where do you think i want to sleep <laughs> she's like he's like oh, i could sleep out in the you know we could get you a separate room but they just said that they were a married couple yeah she's like well wouldn't that look suspicious I'm like all right well i can sleep out in the car it's better than sleeping on the floor and she's like where do you want to sleep he's like uh i mean that's a stupid question. Obviously, and then cut to the next sub. The next subtitles: s- sexily slurping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh well, you know. <laughs> and so they fuck, and then the next scene is them in bed, and th- she's like, a be- she's like kissing on him again, and he's like, "Are you, are you tired?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, how old are you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, which is great. A great question to ask after the fact. Well, you know, I mean, it's one of these things. What's, what's the strategy there? Like, if she says, I'm 17, what what's his next statement going to be? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What kind of man is Dan, is what I'm asking. Oh. Well, he's a little bit of a... Whore. 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 So they go to the factory. Uh, Buddy and his family are there. Being ugly Americans, yeah. Buddy is the uh, is the best seller of the shamrock mask in the country. This character is in so many movies. Yeah. He's like the ugly American in the James Bond movies. He's like he's in every um, National Lampoon's Vacation movie. He is. If there's a wacky uh, hijinks movie that revolves around a race, this guy is always there. Yeah, he's in planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, is planes, trains, and automobiles. They take a tour and look at all the masks. And I love that Buddy Junior is like, "Oh, can I have a mask? Can I have a mask?" Like, bitch, your dad is the top salesman in the country for these masks, and you don't have a mask? Yeah, he's like, don't you have a warehouse full of these back at home? Right, you've been selling these, like, better than anyone else on the planet? Yeah. It'd be like... Don't have a mask? Yeah. He's like, well, he didn't have the money. (laughs) Yeah. He did I didn't know, I don't give him an allowance. 
Um, Wouldn't so be a good mask salesman if you just gave him Normal away. factory, and except for, well, don't go behind that door. Trade secrets. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. please let me see what's behind that door. In time. <laughs> In time. Um, so, of course, that's where Dan needs to look, and he looks back there, and there's like a giant, like... Um, wall, just like these, this giant operation of people on computers, and uh, it looks like the end scene of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where they're all sitting around at at a at a big console. Yeah, at a big console, like yeah. a, like thirty people are on computers typing at buttons, and then you kind of go, "Geez." <clears throat> Wait, there's a lot of infrastructure here for a mask-making facility. <laughs> and then he gets caught by Cochran, and all of a sudden Cochran knows who he is because, you know, he just does. Uh, Dan. Dan does, our protagonist. Is that who you Dan gets caught by Cochran. Yes, okay. And, and Cochran is like, oh, so you are Dan Chalice. You know, it's like, oh, wait a minute, how does he know that? Or why would he know that? But it doesn't matter. It's like it's the villain trope of like you were you were trying to be disguised, but I actually knew who you were the whole time. And Ha-ha. also, here's my evil plan. Ha ha! <laughs> 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 yeah, the Mandark laugh. So that's what happens. And then Dan is what what happens? So no, she <laughs> the girl gets taken. And then he gets caught, right? That's he, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a kind of an one one fell swoop. Yeah. So, anyways, they're they're caught up and they're trapped in this factory. Um, there's a moment where, after Cochran explains his evil plan that involves masks and <laughs> like lasers and robots and killing all the children mm-hmm. that are his customers. Yeah. Um, he walks out the door. And there's like a three Mississippi shot of Dan in a in a uh, skeleton mask or skull mask, just sitting silently in the room. And it was like, that's exactly what the audience is feeling right now. Just like, what's happening? What? What happened? Is happening? I have a, ma- I have a skeleton mask. What? And I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm trapped in this movie. Like. I can't I like get away it. from it. Wee! <laughs> um, and then we're shown a demonstration with Buddy's family of what happens when these masks are triggered. Um, describe what happens. So the Buddy Jr. is wearing one of the pumpkin well, masks. Well, first of all, um, so they get escorted into this, like, room that's meant to be, like, a family room. Like, it's made to look just like a family room in a house, right? Even w- full, like this is like underground bunker, but it's made to look as though it's it's a normal family room in a normal uh-huh. American house. Yeah, down to the window dressings, but there's no window because mm-hmm. we're underground or whatever. And then the TV uh, starts playing that that song, that uh, that commercial. It's and uh, 
and this kid just got his mask. Yeah. Anyways, and so uh, once once the song gets done, then then this this pumpkin starts flashing on the screen, and w- once a pla- pumpkin starts flashing on the screen. <laughs> The kid just kind of crumples, mm-hmm. and um, and the parents are like, <laughs> uh, what "Look you, at him crumpling! What you doing there? Uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, buddy or yeah, Buddy Junior, little Buddy, and he he starts his face starts turning into bugs and snakes. Yeah, yeah from behind like, the mask. He's Was so it, the mask. First of all, the mask turns into like a real pumpkin, but it's rotten. Yeah, well, I, does then, it does it or does it just start like cracking? Like there's a bunch of heat inside, and um, yeah, like the laser shot his head, his, the back of his head. Hard to tell, but there are bugs and snakes and stuff that start streaming out of the out, mouth and eye and holes. leeches, like like yeah, and long grabby worms, like cockroaches, crickets. Yeah, all kinds of shit. Point is, is he's dead. And all of a sudden, all these creepy crawly things are crawling out towards his parents. Man, I, why would you do this to your best salesman? Because... So next, <laughs> Dan watches this and then he figures out how to escape, kicks in the TV, cuts his ropes, and then throws the mask over the... The security camera, apparently that took a long time to get that shot. Oh, really? To, like, throw the uh, mask on top of the security camera. Well, I'm sure, yeah, that would not be easy. Because the guy, I guess the director, like, he was like, well, what if we did this? And then, like, he threw it and got it in one try. Oh. And then they started shooting, and it took, like, forever for them to get it. Trivia. And... So Dan escapes and he tries to rescue Ellie, but she becomes a robot or something. <laughs> She's a robot, tries to kill him. And um, the end is basically Dan trying to call and warn everyone. He calls his ex-wife first and he's like, shut up, Linda. But why the Stonehenge? <laughs> why the big Stonehenge? Oh, man. Have you ever listened to this? It was so hard to get this thing here all the way from wherever the fuck we brought it from. Right. That that was explained that they take pieces of Stonehenge and it's a material that's magic, even if there's like a little particle. If you put it in this microchip, it'll shoot lasers or something. Oh. Or it makes it magic. Oh. So it shows them like with a giant of boulder course. from Stonehenge and it just shows... Like three men in lab coats dutifully um, uh, rock picking away at this boulder. It's not just large; it's monumental. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing on earth like I've been to mines where they dig up the earth, you know, in in grandiose fashion with with equipment that's huge absolutely mind-bogglingly huge nothing i've ever seen could could get this rock to move anywhere apart from dynamite like they'd have to blow it up from ireland to california have you ever you know the guys that did uh what does the fox say uh, okay yes Yivis? i know of them um they have a great song called stonehenge and it's just the whole song is about what's the meaning of stonehenge like what's What's the point? What's like, the deal? Why is it there? It's it's a great 
It's a great song. We'll watch it in, in the after show. Okay. Um, so Dan is like, Linda, shut up. They killed Buddy's whole family. And I love that he's like, Linda, you don't understand. They killed Buddy's whole family. He's dead now. Like, wait, who? Wait a minute. How would she know who Buddy is? It's the stranger that appeared at the motel. Yeah. I mean, it's an excited utterance. Ah, sure. And then he calls a number. Yeah, like the TV station. But (laughs) so he calls a number to turn off. All of the commercials. He's like, look, I know TV. you don't know me from Adam. I know I'm just some guy. But listen, there's going to be a broadcast, this commercial, the Shamrock commercial. And if it gets shown, a million kids are going to turn into bugs. And we can't have that. My kids have these masks. So uh, please turn off the these channels. To, to, to turn off the channel. And then, so they turn one channel off. And then they switch channels. And then the other one turns off. And then the third channel why would they go to the effort of turning off the first two channels just to leave the third one playing? They clearly bought his premise of please turn off the channels. Why wouldn't they just do the third one, Bryce? Okay, so that's a different take than I I, I took. My immediate, my immediate question is, what number do you call to get two network channels pulled from the to air? To pull an ad. Yeah, it, the answer to that is shut up, idiot. We're doing butt stuff. Like, like it's just that. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. There is no number. But then also, when they do the thing that you're asking them to do to two out of the three networks, why wouldn't they just do it to the third one? They've bought your premise. Yeah. So, anyways, that's how it ends. Is that the one commercial isn't taken off the air, and so it's assumed that. All of the children will turn into rotten fruit bug monsters. Rotten fruit bug monsters. So, I guess in the original ending, the uh, the cre- the end credits were supposed to be the sound behind them was children screaming, like all over. Oh, that'd have been good. That would have been cool. That almost would have got another point or two from me. But bugs can't scream though, so they had to cut that out. Yeah, unless you're talking about those hissing cockroaches. So in review, let's let's just ask a couple questions and see if we can come up with an let's. answer. Yes, let's. Why robots? <sighs> okay, so not sure. In fact, it's kind of it's really flimsy. The robot thing is made even more flimsy by the by the movies by by the antagonist's own admission. At some point in the movie, he says, "Oh yes, robots. They'll do almost anything you tell them to, much like people." So, by his own admission, people would have worked just fine. Right. Like, yeah, I could have probably gotten people to do this, but look at these robots. What would be more expensive, paying a bunch of henchmen or building an army of just, like, highly sophisticated... Completely believable people replicas. Right. Um, Next question. Mm. Why does a doctor care? It's about any of this. I'm gonna. Why would the doctor? Wh- why didn't they just say the detective? It's the Hippocratic oath. <laughs> He's got to make sure that leave no stone unturned. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> n- next question. Oh God. Why would kids want to wear the same masks as everyone else? What? Uh, the. The thing about that. Now, 
I'm, what what is what does Stonehenge have to do with anything? Well, I'll tell you what. That rock was it's pretty thick. Isn't isn't Stonehenge in England or Scotland? Well, it's, it has nothing to do with the Irish. It's in the well. I, I mean, I guess it's close no. Enough. I mean, there's all kinds of hinges up there. Yeah, they're just rife with hinges. Hinges. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, the, I already asked the question. Who did he call to stop the commercial on two channels? Like who? What number would that be? You, the emergency ad. Point? I think you're forgetting about one of the most useful services uh, that people used to use all the time, which is four one one. So you, so he's just yelling at the operator. Well, I mean, get he, on this operator. No, he probably yeah, he was probably like, put me in touch with the people who do all the channels, and then they were like, oh, you want this number? And he's like, that's the number. Uh, next question: What exactly do these medallions or these microchips do? So we're, we see it one shooting out lasers. We see it another time. He's sprinkling it on the computers, and it's like shorting out all the circuits. <laughs> and then another time, like the effect is, it turns people's head into rotten fruits with bugs coming out. Well, it, yeah, it shorts out computers and machines, uh, but it turns people to bugs. Oh. Right. And also can shoot lasers if there's a... The laser is the bug maker. Okay. It's a bug-making laser. They set their phasers to bug. <laughs> um, what isn't making sense to you? Yeah. I've answered all your questions. I think there's there's something in the trivia where someone asked him at a horror convention or something, the, the director, he's like, what does the Irish have to do with stonehenge and bugs and and masks and and like just like doing the whole laundry list of the plot elements yeah and the director's answer was like it's magic go away kid you bother me (laughs) we titled the movie so so as to avoid these questions oh yeah also the the main the overarching question is what does this have to do with witches yeah he mentioned something about being a witch or something like that didn't he he I guess it was such, such a hodgepodge a, of shit. It's such a throwaway line, though. It's like, oh, we're uh, we're Celtic and we're I don't know Wiccan or witches or whatever. So this is what we do. It's like, okay. That's what I think. All right. So that's enough about Halloween 3. Who should watch this movie? Final recommendation. Must be the season of the week. I can't recommend this movie. Boy, to you are so you are so hateful. If you if you've got so much disdain in you. If you right want now. to watch a bad movie with a group of friends, this would be a good choice. But what did you watch this on? On my TV upstairs. With headphones on. On Amazon or... Oh, on Vudu. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it, uh, is it free on Vudu? No. Oh, okay. What did you watch it on? Amazon. Hmm. I thought it was on... I thought it saw it was on Hulu. Is that the other thing where it's like it, it always says yeah, it's free and it's it not? Yeah, it always says... No, it says it's on premium Hulu. But that just means it's on like Showtime. Oh, okay. So uh, it's like Which an is an add-on for Hulu. Um, okay, so let's go on to our next segment. Horror movie. Hoa. 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 Whores. Whores. All right. First up is 917. No, just kidding. 
Let's <laughs> play the thing. Yeah, if this you is could... about our antebellum well, hang on. episode. We should get the number here. Yeah, it's 682-253-4468 if you want to call us. Here's some messages from our horror movie horse. Hey, what's up? I just wanted to talk to Bryce after listening to this antebellum thing and you guys talking about uh, Gabrielle Sidibe, whatever her name is. Bryce, if we were at a club, I'd definitely go after you because you're pretty sick and I like them sick. And I also made a song about you and your, your big titties. It goes like this. Bryce, your beautiful big titties. I want to worship them and have them on my face. Anyway, thanks, guys. Sometimes you're a good podcast, other times you suck, but it's better than that last podcast on the left. <laughs> Bravo. I love it. Mm. That was a great song about your about your about my titties. Big titties. Hey guys, I'm calling back from the underworld after listening to your shitty antebellum podcast. It fucking sucked. Mm. I hate fat girls. Fuck you. Give me that daddy dick, baby. Yeah, so that's our Dark Lord from the Underworld calling back. Uh, he's always got he's always got some rather salacious things to say, and I can't really work out if it's a boy or a girl, but it's got some boy energy. You know, it's got some real like fucking angry kind of hate in in all of his messages. Hey, here's one from local. Oh, like literally just down the street, Angelica. Hey guys, this is Angelica from Vancouver, Washington, um, your neck of the woods. I have a fun question. How would you die in a horror movie? Like, what would be the way that got you killed? Ooh. Just based off how you know yourself. Like, for me, um, I would most likely trip over my two feet and then somehow get chainsawed in half. But, you know, that's just one of those things where you're like, yeah, I'd probably die that way. You just instantly know it. And, you know, for a lot of us who are fans watching a ton of those movies, you get a good idea of you in all those situations. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to hearing your answer. And you guys rock. Keep it up. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Angelica. I think uh, it's a really easy answer on my part because I'm a real fat guy. So it would just be a chase where I couldn't outrun them. And they just walk up behind me and stab me. Wow. Like, that's just. I mean, it's not. There's not a lot of creativity with fat guy deaths in horror movies. I don't think. Oh man, there's so many cool things that could totally happen, and it doesn't have to be fat centric. I think you're kind of shaming. I. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if I was in a movie, you'd just be like, "Oh, it's the fat guy. You're, that guy's gonna get real murdered." Well, wouldn't it be great though if it didn't happen? Okay, I'll I'll accept your premise. I I gave this one a, an awful lot of thought when I when I heard it come in, uh -huh. which was a couple days ago, uh, and so I don't know. My answer is going to be uh, it's going to be the, I feel like I'm the guy who would hear something and then run out to investigate it far too soon, <laughs> and uh, and definitely definitely get it. You know, like what the fuck was that? 
I'm going to go check. And then he never comes back. That's mm. that's me every time. Right. I check everything I hear. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? So that, that'd probably be the way I'd go. I feel like you would be... Like, there's not a character that's equivalent to you, which is uh, hyper-vigilant. <laughs> yeah, sure there is. He's he's the guy in Scream. He's... he's uh, uh, What's his face in in Scream? The guy who knows all the all the horror movie tropes. Oh, and so he's like, um, he's Jamie like, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, yeah, in Scream, he's like, "Don't do this. It's gonna happen. These bad things are gonna happen. I'm super paranoid about it." Okay, here's one from Christine. What's up, Bryce and David? Not this Christine. Is, uh, Chrissy from your Chrissy. <laughs> the transcript didn't quite get that one right. The misgendering Sorry. continues. Your Facebook group down here in good old South Carolina. Hey, brother, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up, tell you to keep doing what you're doing. Sounds great. David, call me back, buddy. You know, send me that letter. Oh, Chris. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I think Chris, I used to, I think I used to play video games with Chris oh. um, for a long time. Is that, is that limey? I think it is. Hmm. So anyway, so yeah, I, I'll give you a call back here, guy. Thanks for calling. Hey, Horror Movie Talk. My name is Adam Eisenberg. I'm from Dixon, Illinois. I listen to you guys every single day. I think you guys should be doing a con- most controversial movies, uh, horror that is. Um, the two movies that screwed me up the most is Megan is Missing. It's about a, a little girl. It was actually a true story about a little girl who was abducted via Skype. And uh, he meets her in the back of a um, of a diner of some sort, and they abduct her. And the movie shows pictures, and it's so graphic. I remember I didn't even get the. I don't. I usually watch horror movies, and I I couldn't even finish this one because of the pictures that were so graphic. On it, there was one picture that stood out that just shocked me for about three days. Another one I think you guys should talk about is Cannibal Holocaust. I know you guys mentioned Cannibal Holocaust a couple times. But it did a couple of reboots. I know the Green Inferno was inspired based on it, but I think you guys should be talking about it. Seriously, drop me in one of your podcasts. I listen to you guys all the time, every single day. I never miss it. You guys are amazing. You guys are hilarious. I love the Belches. It's, it's fantastic. Keep it up, good guys. We're good work, guys. I love you both. I love you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Yeah, uh, Megan and Missing sounds like uh, something that I don't want to watch because yeah, that would hit way too close to home. It sounds really harrowing. Yeah, but I would like to do Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, we got to do Cannibal Holocaust. I um, think I think that'll taint our souls a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, once you have a daughter, though, like having a movie about abduction and oh. like I don't I don't even know if I could watch um, uh, Taken again. Really? Like a. I don't know. Well, I guess it'll be worse when my daughter's older. But like, yeah, that's a uh, pretty pretty. Bo- boys, though, not you don't have. So I don't have boys. All I have is girls. So I have very strong feelings about little little girls and yeah. being abducted mm. and bad things happening to little girls or um, you know girl based violence. I don't like it. It yeah. makes me very angry. But boys, though, tell me, you have boys. Do you have similar feelings? I mean, yeah, with all kids, like, you're worried about... But not you know, nearly so much with the boy. You're like, it'll be fine. Well, I mean, it's like baked in with girls. Right. It's like, eventually they're going to get old enough to where creeps are going to try to 
like come after him. Yeah. And by creeps, I mean like people like Mew, like boys that are courting them, you know, <laughs> fucking creeps. So, OK, this one doesn't have a transcript, so I don't know what's in it. It's Bugsy. It's your boy Bugsy driving through the scraggly woods of Virginia. And of course, yes, I'm looking for a podcast. Nothing good ever happens in the woods. Just finishing my camping trip in Maryland. I'm actually from Maryland, the home of the Blair Witch, which went viral before social media. And just to point this out, um, Halloween is the best franchise. Friday the 13th, just copies, has hardly low production value, and the scene transitions are awful. Nightmare on Elm Street's better, but, you know, I, I, I feel that, um, you know, it kind of sucks having a pedophile as their main character. Touche. Child's Play is better than Friday the 13th and Elm Street combined. The most, seri- the most overhyped series of all time is It by Stephen King. Stephen King can eat my sh- it. If I were to make a parody, I would call it shit, because shitty. And um, also for horror and porno, you should use Kenny Powers asking the hooker on the phone, can he wear the screen mask, the mask from Scream, while he does it from behind? Or would that be better for comedy or porno? I actually gave a screen mask to a girl on my vacation to the woods. She may have been a hooker. She had all three holes pierced. I didn't wear it while banging her, though. And also, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky. How do you even forget that for a fucking second? This podcast is truly child's play. Much love, B&D. It's your boy, Bugsy. Bugsy Siegel. Always an honor hearing my song at the outro of your show. Didn't I... Didn't I mention that Brad? Yeah, Dirth you was you Chucky? forgot it for a moment though. Oh, you you weren't able to come up with his name immediately. Right. Um, it took you several seconds. Mm, okay. But How dare but I? that's Bugsy. Bugsy. Uh, if you listen to most of our episodes now, uh, they they end with a spectacular uh song that that Bugsy did for us. Yeah, tribute. And, yeah, a tribute to HMT and. Uh, and yeah, so it sounds like he's b- safely back from his vacation in the scraggly old woods of Maryland, which I'm I'm happy to hear. Uh, it also uh, he he is a huge Halloween franchise fan. I'm not gonna. I'm really curious what his opinion of of season of the witch is because I, I what would be the one word that he would use to describe it? Gay. No. Oh. Pretentious. Pretentious, dude. Every anything any movie. It's so strange. I don't. I don't. Can you explain how he? Yeah. How he looks at horror movies. If it's not, if, if there isn't a like person a slasher, being stabbed yeah. to death, then it's he's like, "This is fucking pretentious." They talked for ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's real hard to nail down Bugsy's taste, other than just slashers. Yeah, he's like, "Well, fucking Halloween, obviously." And I do like his take on Child's Play. Yeah, uh, I do. I do like. We need to get into Child's Play. Yeah. Hey, fuckers who fuck hard. This is Jeremy from basically Milwaukee. I just called to say you guys fuck hard. And that, um, I understand that you wanted to get Drain Addict on the show. Yeah. I'm not saying I have a way to do that, but if I can figure out a way to get that fucker to fuck hard on your show, I think that you should have me on and I should be a guest. Let me know if you're interested in that deal. 
All right, thanks. I think I think I talked to him on social media, and yeah. he's, he's an actual plumber, right? Um, and he thinks that he can field the questions right. for Drain Addict. Yeah. You guys, uh, if you can head on over to Drain Addict's YouTube channel and, and tell him to come to to you know do a guest spot on Horror Movie Talk, I just got a lot of questions for him, a lot of questions that a Milwaukee man can't answer because they're Australia-based questions, mm-hmm. and Drain Addict is from Australia, and I mean, quite frankly, the poop down there goes a totally different direction. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it goes counterclockwise. I don't know. I yeah. this, this is the thing. He's got to straighten me out. I have no idea about any of this. All right, thanks, Jeremy, from basically Milwaukee. Hey, guys, it's Elizabeth. Uh, I'm just listening to the Blair Witch Project podcast. I just wanted to give my two cents, and I think I might be in the minority here. I really did not care for that movie. I completely respect the movie. However, I totally understand why people give it 10 out of 10 um, and why it has such great reviews. I feel like a lot of that is marketing. I was born in the early 90s, and I was about six or seven when that movie came out. So depending on who you talk to, that's too young to see a movie like that. So I didn't really get to experience the marketing, all the you know the IMDb searches and everything like that. So by the time I watched it about five-ish years ago, I really wasn't you know in, into the marketing. I wasn't pulled into the story like I could have been. Um, and I feel like that just is how my generation is now. Uh, you know, it's one of those movies we've seen before. So unless you really kind of grew up with that movie, I don't think a lot of people like it. But that's just my that's just my two cents. I completely respect it as being one of the first found footage films that people love. So, you know, and it really did um, it really did kick off the found footage fad. So again, I totally respect it, but. Not a huge fan of the movie. Probably won't watch it again, but, you know, I understand why people like it. So thank you, guys. Have a good one. I've had a lot of conversations just in the in the week since we've recorded the, the, and released that episode about Blair Witch. Seems to be a pretty polarizing movie. People either lo- love it or, mm-hmm. or are just like, it didn't show anything. Like, that is definitely a movie that Bugsy would describe as pretentious. Yes. I think he did think describe he it did as pretentious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get it that if you watched it just completely, you know, dry, not, completely dry, it's yeah. like, I still think it it works as a standalone movie. I do, too. Like, I think it still works pretty well in terms of, like, saying this is the premise for the movie. Right. If you accept it, this is an interesting, like, way to present it. Yeah, the woods at night alone with somebody attacking you. Scary. Yeah. And it, f- it does feel real. It sure does. Like, um, but it's nowhere near the amount of enjoyment you can get from, like, experiencing the marketing and, and being there at the time and not having, like, a, the context of a found footage. I mean, the last, like, found footage thing was probably Cannibal Holocaust, and that was kind of a... Uh, cult classic movie yeah. like it wasn't widely held there were dribs and drabs um, here and there throughout the 90s but yeah nothing huge and you know i think the other aspect of of uh liking the blair witch project you hit on in our episode which is you know you said you really need the context of having camped in the woods, right. especially as a kid yeah um because it's 
But there are alarming, and I think a lot of people who have never gotten that, who have never, it's strange to me to know how many people never, never got to camp in the woods. Yeah, there's something about, like, having the realization of how unprotected you are in a tent. Yeah, not like only. literally the- just like a very, very, very thin piece of fabric. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and outside where other animals live. Yeah. And some people go. Yep. Hey, uh. When are you going to reveal ranch? Kind of want to reveal ranch. Is that Peter? Oh, shoot. I skipped it. Just a second. Hey, uh, when are you going to reveal ranch? Kind of want to reveal ranch. Think about it, David. Do it for Magnus. Yeah, so Magnus uh, now has a, a a bunch of patrons who are supporting him in, yeah. his, in his cause of wanting us to review Rats, the 1984 rodent-based classic. Yeah, I think he's been, like, campaigning. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Watch Rats. <laughs> Wait, do that one again. <laughs> Watch Rats. I can't believe David prefers Blair Witch Project over rats. Okay, Jesus Christ. David, don't let your buddy Magnus down. I mean, dude's been through with you through thick and thin, and you mean to tell me you won't even watch rats for him? I mean, come on, bro. What kind of bro are you? <sighs> just, I'm just, I just don't want to watch rats. Do you? Hey, what's up, guys? It's your buddy John calling you from good old Virginia. Just wanted to say, Glue Glue Bam Bam to my favorite podcasters. <laughs> Deep cut. And ask you guys when you're going to stop playing grab ass with each other and get the next Netflix party scheduled, goddammit. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting impatiently. <laughs> Aside from that, just want to let you all know I had an experience in true horror the other day. was listening uh, to the podcast, and I heard my voice <laughs> played over the podcast the first time. I had it on while I was working in my warehouse, and... Heard this guy come on, and my first impression is, listen to this chode. And then it clicks, like, wait, that's not familiar. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's me. But anyway, again, just wanted to call you guys, tell you we love you, we appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Bye. <laughs> Who was that chode? John. John. John calling from good old Virginia. Thanks, John. Yeah, that's a. Uh... <laughs> Who was that, Chode? There, <laughs> glue, glue, bam, bam. There's nothing like, you know, listening back to your own voice and realizing, like, yeah, that's that's me. Now it's like I, I listen to my voice when I'm editing, and it doesn't phase me at Not all. Not at all. It sounds exactly right. Other than, like, maybe I'm surprised at how bad I enunciate things, mm. where, like, I my words don't end because there's no T on them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um I don't know. It, I'm so used to our cadences yeah. now that it's yeah. that it doesn't phase me. Alrighty. So thanks for calling and leave us and leaving us a voicemail. Um, that number again, if you want to call us, is six eight two two five three four four six eight. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your favorite platform um one way you can support us that i didn't mention in the mid-roll was amazon 
if you click through the button in the banner of horrormovietalk.com, it'll take you to Amazon. You can buy all the things that you're already going to buy anyways, and we'll get a little taste of that. Um, special thanks to Dustin again for being an artist that fucks hard. Truly. How's how's he doing? Yeah, I think he's. I think well, last I talked to him, hey, they they were doing a little bit better. So yeah, but definitely still, still do your best to support Dustin. Uh, his family kind of went through a little bit of a, a tough patch recently. So yeah, make sure to yeah. do your best to to support the guy who supports us. Speaking of supporting us, we have some new patrons that joined our Patreon. Um, that we wanted to thank Joshua C, Manny R, Caleb C, Short Liam, CZ, Alan Rain. Sorry, <laughs> Alan R. Didn't didn't finish the name. We're good. Kate L and Peter M. Um, all new patrons and all um, supporting us, and, and they all got access to the afterpod, and so they they know the inside scoop. So uh, consider joining yourself. Um, also check out our, the haunting of Bly Manor after show, have all the episodes up right now. So if you're going to binge that show, um, or have binged it, um, just know that we have an episode per episode for you to listen to. Yeah, it's, and it's, you know, it's worthwhile. And the way I would do it is I would listen to, I would watch a show and then I would listen to the after pod because we try to straighten out exact, it's a kind of, it can be a confusing series to watch. So we do our best um, after each episode to straighten out what may, be, may have been confusing hmm. during each episode. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, till next time, I think next week, what do we have? I, I think could, I have Candyman, but I'm not not even sure if that's actually going to come out. Candyman 2020. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But, uh, you know, if, in a pinch, we'll review something awesome. Like oh. maybe, like maybe uh, Bats. Or Halloween 3 again. Oh, we could do it again. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Okay. Thanks, everyone. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chop a chopper. Don't just stare at it. Eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too'd with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Ten kids, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpod taglines and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. 
top go. Put your tongue through the phone hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too'd with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rumps. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Killer on the phone. Ain't no sheriff's dough. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy, HMT, Hard Movie Talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.